You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Good morning, Discovering Discos. Welcome to February's hot off the press Club Discover Happy Hour. If you are new here, you will find these once monthly personal episodes are a bit different than our every week Thursday episodes because instead of dishing on the news and talking all things food, we go beyond the headlines and we get personal. These episodes, the origin for them and the purpose behind them was really for you guys, our discos, to get a chance to know Tara and I on a more personal level. And so that is what you'll find here today. Yeah. And historically, we covered like one single topic and really dived into it. But as we've been doing more and more of these, we're getting feedback from all of you guys about what you want to hear, what your questions are for us. And what we keep hearing over and over again is that so many of you guys are tuning in because it feels like a chat with girlfriends. You know, it feels like an hour away from the kids, maybe, and just catching up on all things. And so we're going to be doing things a little bit differently this episode. And while it may feel a little different, I don't think it will. I don't think it will. But one thing we have kept the same is our drinks because we call this happy hour for a reason. Tara and I always have a drink. Like we said, we're catching up with girlfriends. Tara, what do you have today? I am having wine, but I need to make a confession. I was actually just at a girlfriend's birthday lunch. So I'm already like a glass of wine and a margarita deep. So I'm going to try to ease into this glass of wine. Although I know I'm like excited. I'm excited to be chatting with all of you guys. So I'm going to be wanting to like down this wine and like dish on all the things. But I'm going to try to pace myself through this episode. I have wine too. I still have some Enchantment wines. They were. A I'm on Enchantment as well. Discover sponsor. Um, our code may still be active. You can try it if you want. It's Discover twenty. Luke is not a fan of white wine, and you guys know I don't drink often. So it seems these bottles are lasting me probably a little bit longer than they would last in the Vanderdusen household. It's safe to say. Yeah, these are new bottles for me. Mm-hmm. I went by the winery and picked up more bottles. So mine is a new bottle of Aberino. I was going to have Luke make me a Bloody Mary because I do enjoy. Oh, that would have been good. We're recording on a Sunday. It feels very Sunday. Yeah. And we him and I will sometimes do that on Sundays if it's really nice out, which it is. It's a beautiful day today. Uh, After we get back from church, we'll make a Bloody Mary and do chores or make a Bloody Mary and have breakfast or whatever it was. And so we're going to do that today. But we didn't have everything we needed. So I was like, all right, well. I guess I'll go to the wine. Um, I know you wanted to kick this off, though, getting into some of the the dish, the gossip, with something you shared in our Discover Ag uh, Club Discover newsletter a couple weeks ago, which I personally loved. I downloaded it. I bought it. And I have sent it to so many of my friends. It is the five love languages for kids. So before we get into that, a little shout out for the newsletter. If you guys are not signed up there, please go do so. Every Monday, we send out our favorite discoveries of the week. And I have to say, it is... A pretty cool space to like, I think if you're on the receiving end of this emails, you'll be happy you're on the receiving end of these emails. Tara and I pick two things each. It is a short and sweet email. Like it's meant to just serve purpose into your life. We don't sell all the time either. A lot of times we'll list things that are free, things we're doing. Um, so if you haven't signed up, pause this for a second, sign up in the newsletter and then hop back in for happy hour. Yeah, it's absolutely a must to get in there. It's actually becoming a place I'm really liking, like sharing some things. Like it's things that I don't, I don't always share a ton of my stories with links. And so it is like quickly becoming my like link place. Like you said, I shared this love languages for kids, which was something we did with homeschooling, but you could do it whether you're homeschooling or not. Um, And I have some other really good ones coming up. I've been like keeping a notes app in my phone of like really great newsletter stuff. But before we get into the love languages, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Armra. I'm actually trying a new kind of armor. I don't think I've told you this yet. 
I snaked, like they emailed us about trying a new product and I snaked it before you could and got it sent my way. And I am so excited. Sneaky, sneaky. I know I am sneaky. So a little bit about it is if you guys have heard us talk about Armra, Armra is a proprietary proprietary concentration of bovine colostrum that harnesses over 400 living bioactive nutrients that rebuilds the barriers of your body and fuels cellular health for a host of research-backed health benefits, including strengthening your immunity, igniting metabolism and anti-inflammation, fortifying gut health and activating hair growth, skin radiance, powering fitness performance and recovery, and a ton of powerful anti-aging benefits. But their new product that I am trying is actually the colostrum immune Sorry, it is the Colostrum Performance Revival. So it is everything that the Colostrum Immune Revival has, but this is like for performance. So they are adding a few extra, you know, the Colostrum is like a single product. This one, or a single ingredient. This one has a few extra different things in it that will help like being active. It's like take it before you start working out, before, you know, performance. And so I am so excited to try it. Hmm. I'll be staying tuned to see what you think of it. And I'll be watching the emails so that I can snag it next time instead of you. (laughs) I want to remind you, though, to use code DISCOVER for 15% off your first order. You can click the link in the show notes and use code DISCOVER. All right. Well, I personally know I'm dying to talk about the five love languages because I did it with my children. Um, So let's get into it. Yeah. So... I saw this online and it was like a really cool, fun stuff, like a quiz, basically. It reminded me of those quizzes like back in the back of like Glamour magazine kind of, but it was for your kids, helping them figure out their love languages. And I put it in the newsletter. I sent it to you. I sent it to some girlfriends and had everyone like have their kids do it. I think the consensus was you needed to be like over the age of five to complete the quiz. But it brought up like a really interesting conversation about like what love languages we are. And I had not done the love languages myself before this. So it was like kind of a whole family activity. Yeah. So a little backstory, I guess, for people who are maybe not familiar with the five love languages. I feel like that's pretty old. I'm actually going to Google it really quickly. Yes, early 90s. So we had to do this actually when we got married, uh, Luke and I. It was part of our like premarital, um, I guess, requirements from the priest. So that's when I was first introduced to five love languages, you know, 10 years ago. And I personally thought it made so much sense. Like it instantly made sense to me. And so what it is, is uh, the book is written by a psychologist, I believe. And it is his belief that there are five general love languages and that every single person has a primary one that they speak and then a secondary one. So the five love languages are gift giving, acts of service, physical touch, words of confirmation, and quality time. And so he goes on. You can read the book. It's a really quick read. Honestly, some people could probably literally read it within a day. But basically, he goes on to say that you naturally speak your love language. So for me, we'll get into it. What you know, what Tar and mine is and our kids and our husbands and all that kind of stuff. But you naturally speak your own. And because you're speaking your own to your spouse or your loved one or whoever it is, if that is not their love language, that's where the miscommunication comes in between not feeling loved, you know? So for example, I guess I'll just get into it. I am acts of service. And so I love when people will do things for me. I naturally will do little things for other people thinking like, oh, that that is going to mean a lot to Luke that I made the bed or I picked up his, you know, jacket or whatever it is, because those things would mean a lot to me. Those are not Luke's love languages. He does not care that I do any of that. And so it just talks about understanding how to speak love through actions or words or whatever means the most to your loved one so that you guys 
technically just at the end of the day feel loved by each other. And it just it makes sense to me. Yeah. So I had never done it like you mentioned that you already had. And so this was like kind of new. I have been encouraged by multiple girlfriends to do it and read the book and I haven't. But I took a test online and I've been reading and I obviously went through it with the girls and like did some research for theirs. But I don't know. I cannot. Okay, so when I tested, I tested for um, gift giving was my number one thing. But that was like kind of weird for me because I don't feel like I'm a huge gift. I love giving gifts to people, but I don't feel like I'm a huge gift receiver. So I'm still like kind of trying to navigate. I think I need to read the book to figure out exactly what I am. I definitely could see acts of service. Like I love when like something is done for me and it's like checked off the list. Like and so I, I'm curious to like dive in a little deeper. That's so funny. I was going to try and guess yours. I forgot to do that at the beginning of this episode. I was going to have us guess each other's to see if we knew them. I was going to ask you what you thought I would be. I thought for sure you were going to be acts of service. And then I thought physical touch. But when I was thinking about this going in this episode, I was confused. I think all <laughs> of the love languages. I don't know. I like I relate to every single one of them. I've always joked on this podcast that my love language is food. And like, I know that's not an option. And I still kind of feel like that's my love language. Like, I love when people cook something for me. I love when they like take me to my favorite restaurant. I love when they know what I want to order. Like, I know that's not an option, but I just relate to it so much. I love that you did it for the kids. I'd wanted to do that for Tad for a really long time. And I never, I just never, you know, got around doing it. So when you put that out in the newsletter, I was like, oh, I am immediately doing this. I called Tad upstairs into the living room and we had a whole family session around it. And like you said, it was fun to talk about, like just everyone's different love languages. And and I don't know, surprisingly enough, Tad was like semi into it. Like he was answering the questions and we were like having good conversation. It was fun. So on this like topic of love, there is this thing going around TikTok right now, which I'm sure you have not seen because I have not seen it on Instagram yet. It has not made its way over yet. And I know you don't spend time on the TikTok platform, but it is called the orange theory. There's also a bird theory going around. So we can kind of dive into both of them. But the orange theory is that if you ask your spouse, like, hey, can you peel me an orange? And the way they respond to it is how they're going to deal with like meaningless, kind of annoying little things throughout your guys's marriages. So if the yours, if you were to say, like, hey, hey, can you get me an orange and peeling? And they're like, absolutely fucking not. Like you get up and get your orange. The theory is <laughs> that, that would be me. That that they are then that's how they're going to deal with like little things throughout your marriage is like you do it. You know, like this doesn't involve me. It's small. It's you're capable, like that's it. But if they're like, oh, yeah, like, absolutely, then it's an ode to them, supposedly going to be like involved in like this like two way partnership for your marriage. (laughs) I did it to Luke. (laughs) And then I asked Luke what he thought I would have done if he asked me it. And I was so shocked because he told me that he didn't think I would get him the orange. And I think I would have. I literally think I would have. And so now I'm like a little overanalyzing maybe I'm our relationship. I agree with you. I'm team Luke on this. Like I just, we're pretty similar. Okay, we have tons of similarities, but we are very different in other ways. And I just envision myself being like, no, like get your own orange, peel it yourself. Like you're perfectly capable, but you're right. That's absolutely how I approach like marriage and our lives and everything. And I think even like I'm capable and I can do it myself. And so I can see you being the same and being like, no, Luke, you are capable of getting your own orange. So, So if you were to ask Daniel, would he get you the orange? 
I don't know. I'm so curious. I literally have no idea. Oh, you need to do this and report back. Did Luke get you the orange? Did he peel it? Well, so <laughs> was he wait, 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 was he already sitting down and he got up and got you an orange? OK, so that's where this gets kind of sticky, because then when him and I were like discussing this, because I was like, I would get you the orange. And he's like, you would not get me the orange. What it came into is I feel like there are different situations. Like if we're both huddled in hunkered down and he's like, hey, can you get up and get me an orange? I probably would be like, no, no like you can, you can get not. the orange. But if I was like up in the kitchen and he was like, hey, can you grab totally. me an orange? I think I'd grab the orange. Here's the thing, though. And then and I do think this is like an exact ode or testament to our relationship. I think no matter where I was, my first reaction may be after Luke said he was like, you would not get me the orange. I think I'd Why? get the orange. I think it's the peeling. I think it's the peeling that gets me. So if he was oh, like, I would you get not me? peel the orange. There's right, no it's way. Like, no one wants to peel an orange. It's like the worst drop. So if he was like, can you peel me the orange? I think I'd be like, what? really you know like you can't peel it if he had a reason if he was like well I cut my finger and I don't want the you know the acid to get into my cut or whatever I'd be like okay fine I'll do it but if he had absolutely no reason other than just not wanting to do it I think I'd be like I think I might be no which makes me I don't know if that makes me a bad person but I do think that doesn't make you a bad person it doesn't because I would say no too so if you're a bad person I'm a bad person we're all bad people and I just can't put that on us today I think extrapolating to a relationship, if it is little things that I, going back to like capability, if it is little things that I think Luke is absolutely capable of doing on his own, I probably am like, no, you take care of this. I have enough going on. You do it. But if he was to come to me with a good reason why he needed me to do this annoying little thing, I absolutely think I would do it. I just think I need the like explanation and justification around it, maybe. Totally. When my husband had knee surgery, I drove through a blizzard. Least popular thing I wanted to do in that moment. But I did it for him because I was like, you had knee surgery. You clearly can't drive. And so I did it. But like, I need a reason, right? Like if he had just been like passenger princess, I would have been like, no, you have to drive. I don't want to drive. And so I do think like across the board, it does probably speak volumes though. I also like don't peel oranges. Like does no one just cut oranges? Like I would be like, sure, I'll cut you an orange. I'm not peeling it. Like I'll just slice it up for you. Not harder. (laughs) Thank you. Wait, that makes me laugh, though, because I feel like it goes into this week. You and I were together at World Ag Expo, and we have acknowledged our strengths in our business partnership a lot of times. I actually think we do that so well. as like, you are good at things, and I am good at things, and that is the way our business works. And we were driving in the car after the going to the airport, and you had to call a lawyer's office because I was driving. So you had to call, and you were like, I cannot believe I'm doing this right now. <laughs> And I was like, why can't you believe you're doing this right now? And you were like, I can't believe I'm not making you do this. And you guys, like, it go, it's like the peeling the orange thing. Like I peel the orange when it comes to certain things and you peel the orange when it comes to other things. You guys, though, I don't know if anyone else can relate to this. Calling people on the phone and answering calls from people on the phone absolutely is my worst nightmare. I will beg, like if our kids were going on a trip or our, like Tad has a dentist appointment or something where we have to call into the school to excuse our children, I beg Luke, I beg him to please just call for me. Like, I don't know what it is about making a phone call, but I absolutely don't want to do it. One time I was with a friend and we had to call pizza in and I purposely didn't call it in. And I was like, I'll just make her do it when we get there. 
So she got in the truck and I was like, hey, I'm thriving. Do you think, do you, think you could call in the pizza? <laughs> of course you did. But like, th- that is what I'll do. Those are the things I will do to avoid making a phone call. That is insane. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I know. I'm in a business with you. It doesn't <laughs> surprise me. I do have to tell one other story from World Ag Expo that was a me and you story that I'm still hackling at. <laughs> so on our way home from our Valentine's Day day, I was like, hey, are you tired? Or like, how are you feeling? Because you got up at the crack of dawn. 3.30. You were like, no, I'm not really tired. 3.30 Pacific Standard Time, which is 5.30 my central time. It was you in bed you woke up you're like what time is it and I was like early you go back to bed and you're like no what time is it I was like early and you're like tell me the time I'm like 3 30 <laughs> and I was like I'm going back to bed all the way until my alarm goes off so we get back to the hotel room and you I'm like trying to work I asked you are you tired you said no and I look over <laughs> Natalie's eyes are closed I'm like do you not want to work and you were like no I am working I promise I'm thinking my eyes are just closed and I was like you're going to sleep and you were like no I'm not uh, my eyes are closed, but I am thinking. And the way you said thinking, literally, like, I will never forget it. You were like, I'm thinking. <laughs> and like, it got really slow. And that was the last word I heard from you. And I was like, I got up, I showered. I think I ate something like I was hungry. Like I literally <laughs> continued on with my life. And Natalie is just sleeping. I do remember saying that I was, I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking. <laughs> you are such a liar. No, I was. I was retracing our day and I was thinking. You were thinking about sleeping. That's what you were doing. Oh my gosh. Oh. Okay, so I saw the craziest article online. Um, it was talking about chat GPT. Is that right? Did I say that right? Chat yep. GPT. Chat GPT. I swear, acronyms always get me. I just mix the letters up. Um, And I was talking about how men, I suppose women, but the article is mostly talking about men, are using it for dating now, like to make texts, send the first text, plug it into their like bio, like all the things. And I thought, what a wild world we live in. I saw someone who used it to write their best man speech. And I was like, no oh. surprise. Talk about working smarter and not, not harder. harder. I was like, leave it to men to be like, <laughs> I've got a best man speech next week. I'm typing it. I'm not even next week. I've got a best man speech later today. I'm typing it into <laughs> chat GPT and In letting an it write for me. Oh, yeah, an hour. Literally, the ceremony's over. They're sitting at the reception. like <laughs> Chat GPT. Who gave your speech? Your sister. Oh, man. Are we going to get into this? This is where I wish that our personal episodes were on a Patreon so that it could be like behind closed doors. I know. We do. We might be doing that, you guys. We might be doing that. But the good news is if we do that, if we decide to go that route, they will get even that much more personal. There's just something about knowing that only like your true discos are listening. I don't know. Yeah. Not just anyone popping in on this conversation like Mm -hmm. between friends, you know, like – no, uh, Daniel's oldest brother gave our best man speech, and he we'll knows it. it he knows Patreon it. Episode. It was a rough one. Like, there's just no other. <laughs> he could have used ChatGPT. Could have used it. Could have used. I wish he would have used ChatGPT. <laughs> oh my gosh, we had uh, to no surprise my super extroverted husband. I think we had like five speeches. It was probably like the world's longest speech history of listening at a wedding 
And one of his friends is the slowest talker, most methodical thinker. And I swear he gave like a 30 minute (laughs) speech, but everyone, everyone loved it. If you know Adam Johnson, I mean, he could talk about Lord knows what and the women would just eat it up. And so somehow it ended up okay. But um, I have a couple of them saved because I asked the people like if I like I asked his brother for what he wrote down to save. And I think um, I asked my sister. So it's kind of fun. I should try and find those and like reread them. I have them on video and I went back a few years later and Daniel and I were like, let's watch the best man speech. Like maybe we were (laughs) nervous. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. We were like, maybe it just, it couldn't have been that bad. And then we watched it and we were like, (laughs) and I love my brother-in-law and actually it's like, so him, but it was just (laughs) so, (laughs) I don't know. It was so funny. And I think what didn't help is that my sister gave my like maid of honor speech right before it. And I think she was probably like, 16 maybe so she was really young and she wrote an incredible like so emotional if you have a sister there was not a dry eye in the house and then like to have like the older goofy brother like get up and give a speech it just like hit a little different like maybe just wrong moment in the speech giving procession (laughs) for that speech to hit well, speaking of giving speeches, I actually, maybe I should use chat GPT for this. So Daniel and I are building a house at the lake and we found out this week that our designs are not approved and we have to now go in front of the HOA to get approval. Tara and I feel like if there's, I what? have sat down what? with these designs with you. I have talked I about this. I think on the last personal episode, I am ready to reap my benefits. I'm not ready to start over at the beginning of the design We're process. starting over, Natalie. So buckle up, buttercup. It's going to be a bumpy ride. And I am just, I feel like I am not the person to give the speech and convince someone to let me build the house I want to build. I can't tell you how, I don't know. I am not prepared. I actually think the chat GBD might be my best bet. Like, just please write me a speech that will win over the hearts and minds of the HOA Association. What's the issue? The back porch is becoming quite the issue, I guess, which makes me really sad because I feel like if there's a spot in a lake house that's important to me, it's the, the back, back porch. porch. Like that's like it's the heart of the home. You're like, why can't you they know, have an issue with the bathroom? You know, I know, seriously. <laughs> like, or even or like the, the front porch. Bedroom. Like I'll you know, change the, the front porch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't like the driveway? I'll change it. My back porch, <laughs> where I want to like barbecue grill and have a fire pit. No, thank you. I like that. So are you gonna make Daniel do it? Yeah, so far I've made Daniel do all of it. (laughs) He had to call them to begin with. I'm like, I'm staying out of it. Although with how heated I was, he was like, you need to stay away from this situation. He's going to be the level-headed one, I think. I like to hope um, and handle this for me. That I was going to say that's definitely the same with Luke and I. He's like, I'll I'll, I'll handle this. Don't you worry about it because he knows if I go in there, it'll be like Glenn's a blazing. I'll offend someone. I'll get straight to the point. (laughs) I'll just say whatever on my mind. So he's like, how how about about I just you, you sit this one out. I will definitely cuss someone out. Like, it will not go well. I speak my mind. This is peeling the orange. Daniel is going to peel this orange for me because I am not peeling this orange. I think he's happy to peel this orange, though. I think so, too. Oh, my gosh. So, um, Jax is... I don't know if your kids... Do your kids like to brush their teeth? I don't... It's, like, not, like, a point of contention contention in your house. Yeah. I don't know. That's so weird. neutral. Okay. It's always been a point of contention in my house. Tad hated like when I was maybe I like maybe I'm a hard brusher. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's not them. I'm having a moment of introspect right now, you guys. Maybe it is me. Anyway, I am glad that you're having this moment. We can talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk it on the Patreon in a couple of weeks where we can really dive in. <laughs> Jax 
does not want he like fights having his teeth brushed and it is extremely frustrating obviously as a parent but it um he just did it like not that long ago this is why it's fresh on my mind i saw this article i don't know a couple weeks ago parents are going hog wild for tooth fairy now there was an article i don't even i don't i think i read it in the the skim i still get the skim so i don't even know what this was written on but it was talking about how parents are leaving a hundred dollar bills and like louis vuitton bracelets they're having like first tooth loss parties they're calling it what the, mm-hmm, they who has it the, time or money for this the pinterest phenomenon of the inch stones is supposed to be no. like the theme of 2024 we don't need another Pinterest I know. mom I, like, thing. I, I can't even get my kid to brush his teeth, let alone like, throw him a party for it falling out. It was funny this when he when I was just fighting with him about it a minute ago. He's like, he's like, why do I have to brush my teeth? And I was like, because your teeth will fall out if you don't brush them. And he's like, that's good. I get money. And I was like, that's not how this works. <laughs> he's like, that's my goal right now. I'm in kindergarten. My goal is to have all my teeth fall out as quickly Yo, as possible. I'm broke. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. So Guinevere went through that phase where you know how they lose like eight teeth like really, really quickly. And you know how much I'm out of town. Literally, the kid was trying to save teeth for different states. So like we were on a road trip and we were like, Guinevere, we're almost to Arizona. And she was like, I'll hang on a little bit longer. And we were crossing over the bridge over the Colorado River in Yuma and it fell out on the bridge. And still to this day, she's like, it counts. It was Arizona, mom. I already lost a tooth in California. I already lost a tooth in New Mexico. Like I want Arizona. And that same like theme, she lost a tooth in Florida with her grandparents, with Daniel's parents. Talk about paying too much. I was like, Janice, excuse me. Our tooth fairy is a little cheaper than apparently the Florida tooth fairy. So I told Gwyneth. Our tooth fairy is a broken wing. Like she's barely fluttering in. Like you can't. I told Guinevere that the cost of living in Florida was higher. So the tooth fairy there probably (laughs) adjusts. I said, New Mexico doesn't cost that much. You get a $2 bill and that's it. The things we tell our children, it always cracks me up. There are things that will leave my mouth. That I'm like, I never thought I would lie in this capacity to my own child in a moment like this. Can I tell you about our trauma situation? The teeth brushing, that's not our issue. Our issue is the pierced ears. Daniel last night at one point was literally like like yelling, not like at me, but just like yelling in general. He was like, whose idea was it to pierce our kids' ears? We'll <laughs> never do that again. Annalise got an infection in her ear and we had to take it out last night. And I'm not kidding where I was like that parent that I was like, Dan, it's bad. We're going to have to hold her down. You're going to have to just pull that earring out. And it's going to be a life trauma that she's going to have to deal with when she's 25 in therapy. Natalie, it was so bad. So, no, we are brushing our teeth, but apparently we are not taking care of our earrings. Maybe it'll traumatize them and they won't want to pierce anything else. Like, there will be no belly button piercings. Maybe we'll, this will be it for us. Did you have a pier- Do you Wait, you had a belly button piercing, didn't you? No, I didn't. I, I never got my belly button pierced. I only had my ears pierced. That is so shocking. I can't believe you didn't get a piercing, and I did. I had my nose pierced when I went to college. You had your nose pierced? How did I not know this about you? I don't know because I I mean I it got it got infected. Speaking of trauma stories, <laughs> so I took it out like two weeks after I got it. And be I, you know what I've said this to this day because you know I have a problem with my left ear always closing. I have magic growing cartilage capabilities. Most people when they get their nose pierced they have a scar. Like you can tell there's the hole there. It's left. 
mine healed up completely. Same thing, like my left ear it always closes. You know, I struggle every single time we're together to put in earrings because my left lobe closes. So I don't know. I, a lot of people don't know I have a piercing because I don't have the scar from it, which most people still carry like the open little hole. Talk about strategic parenting. When my girls ask for a nose ring, I'm gonna be like, Natalie's got infected and her nose almost fell out. Like, I'm totally gonna make that a story <laughs> one day. Almost. Your kids like <laughs> are gonna be afraid of their noses falling off, and my children are like afraid that their teeth are. I'm like, Jax, you can't talk if you don't have teeth. You can't eat either, Jax. <laughs> I totally think I have the capability of healing though, because I had that like 30 stitches in my ear just like two months ago, and it's completely healed. And so actually, just this morning, Annalise, like we obviously left the earring out so it could like get better and she was like mom are we gonna be able to put the earring back in and I was like pretty on I did not lie I did not do a parenting lie I was like probably not kiddo like based on how fast I heal like it's over for you like you're gonna have one and she was like I'm gonna have to go through my birthday with one ear pierced and one out and I was like probably that's where we're at in life right now you could get her clip-ons I don't know at church this morning she was like do you think people noticed I only had one earring in and I was like no one noticed just use your hair to cover it Listen, tune in to Discover Ag for more parenting advice from <laughs> Natalie and I. Do you remember um, sticker earrings? Do they still make those? They still make those. Those are very popular among the, you know, pre-ear piercing oh age group. It's so funny what you are privy to as a girl mom and what I am privy to as a boy mom. Like, I feel like I have lost touch of so much of like that, almost like my childhood, which you still probably like revisit and are like like have touch points and like remembering of your own childhood, like through your children. Me, absolutely not. Not at all. <laughs> Listen, if I could remember my childhood, I bet I would. But considering you and I have the worst memories in the history of memories, not a lot's there for me. Luke gets so mad. He'll be like, how do you not remember that? I'll be like, are you sure I was there? And he'll be like, yes, Natalie, it was me and you. I'm like, you sure? You, you sure it was me that I was there? And he's like, Natalie, I just, I don't know what it is. I think that's why I'm so happy. I just don't remember anything that made me upset or mad, anything impressed. I just am living in the present. I mean, I full on feel the same way. I'm just, I feel like I'm living in the future. It goes back to the love languages though. I mean, we've said this before. We're both Enneagram threes. And actually I feel like I love, I'm surprised I don't do the love languages because I love personality tests like that that tell you so much about a person so quickly, right? That you mm-hmm. like can know so much about someone with just them being like, I'm an Enneagram three. It's like, yep, I can I know exactly what you're like. If they're like, I'm an Enneagram eight, I'm like, yep, I need to, that makes, I need to go do more research on the love languages. Did you have Dan do it? No, I haven't. I need to have Dan do it. Oh. Yeah, you I should know. probably should have Dan do it. I know. Clearly, I'm slacking. I'm sorry. I'll report back. I will take my, I now understand the assignment. I will go and do it and come back. Okay. Well, on that note, let's like wrap this up. Natalie and I have been rambling on and on. I feel like we have a homework assignment, me and the discos. We're going to go and we're going to find our love languages. We're going to get our spouse's love languages checked out and uh, we'll report back. So if you guys are listening to this, go find out what your love language is. If you already know what it is, know what your spouse is, maybe share to Instagram stories. Let us know what you guys are uh, and see, you know, who is which of the five love languages. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter either because... I'm telling you, there's valuable things in there. And like Tara said, you said in the beginning that you actually don't share a ton of links to your stories. I currently do. But I think as I share, we have this capacity in the space to like share more and more in the newsletter. I find myself sharing them less and less in my stories. So 
I think I'll eventually get to the point where like all of my favorite things are in our newsletter in the email. So you guys, if you have not signed up yet, go sign up. All right. With that, we will see you on Thursday for our normal episode. This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.